Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Family Mission Podcast. This is going to be an awesome conversation. I am joined by the whole family. <laughs> hello, hello. Got father, mother, brother, and myself, and you'll Howdy have to guess y'all. our names. Well, not to be fair, who we are. No, my name's Sam. Father's Mark, mother's Kimberly, my brother's name is Daniel. We are the Spellmans, and we are so excited that you're listening to the podcast today. You know, family mission, you might be asking, what's family mission? Is that just y'all's, what you got going? No, That's it's... That's what the Spellmans do. It's what the Spellmans <laughs> do. <laughs> no, it's about God's original intent for man and his family. It was about a family from the beginning, and God had a mission for his family. And so we're just passionate about helping people embrace that original intent for man and family. And this is no doubt why... Family and marriage is under such an attack Come on. because God has such a high calling for family, That's right. such a high and and uh, important plan for man, you know, not just in this life, but throughout the ages. That's exactly right. So we just want to encourage your faith mm-hmm. and your conversation with the Lord, who is the father mm-hmm. of our spiritual family by which we've been grafted in through, into by the blood of Christ, and also your natural family, those of you that have you know, kids or even just your spouse, mm-hmm. you know, or your, you know, your aunts, uncles, extended family, you know, reach out to them, conversate, have yeah. conversation with them and see what the Lord can do. Amen. So we're going to pick up our conversation, um, continuing and talk about uh, something the Lord highlighted to us this year, and it's the word advantage, that with him in our life and him on our side, we always have the advantage. And he actually said it to us this way, it's the agape advantage. The agape <laughs> advantage. That's easy to remember, and it's fun to say. So. Yes, it is. <laughs> Everyone <laughs> likes alliteration. Yes. Exactly. So Make sure you got your AA card with you Yeah, today. make sure you got your double <laughs> A card. You might need to pull it out. I got the advantage. <laughs> I got the love advantage. Amen. Now, that feeds perfectly into what we're wanting to talk about. We're going to read Psalms 91. That's the scripture that we've kind of centered these conversations mm-hmm. the last two weeks mm-hmm. on. And uh, there's something that we want to talk about with our mouths. You know, if you bring up your double A card mm-hmm. and you speak to some things, I've got insurance. That's you right. You know, I've got a covenant. I've, I've got, got privileges. I've got privileges. I've got advantage. <laughs> you know, and bringing that up by faith is kind of alluding to what we're wanting to talk about today. So, And you might be saying, well, what's Psalm 91 got to do with love and advantage and agape? Well, one of the biggest aspects of love is love protects. You know, God, who is love, he protects who he created and who he redeemed. And so we want to just focus on Psalm 91. And the first thing we're going to do is we're going to read it to you. And so it begins with, he who dwells in the shelter of the Most High will abide under the shadow of the Almighty. I will say to the Lord, my refuge and my fortress, my God in whom I trust. For he will deliver you from the snare of the fowler. And from the deadly pestilence, he will cover you with his pinions, and under his wings he will find refuge. His faithfulness is a shield and buckler. You will not fear the terror of night, nor the arrow that flies by day, nor the pestilence that stalks in darkness, nor the destruction that wastes at noonday. A thousand may fall at your side, ten thousand at your right hand, but it will not come near you. You will only look with your eyes and see the recompense of the wicked. 
Because you have made the Lord your dwelling place, and the Most High who is my refuge, no evil shall be allowed to befall you, no plague come near your tent, for he will command his angels concerning you to guard you in all your ways. On their hands they will bear you up, lest you strike your foot against a stone, and you will tread on the lion and the adder, the young lion and the serpent you will trample underfoot." Because he holds fast to me in love, I will deliver him. I will protect him because he knows my name. When he calls to me, I will answer. I will be with him in trouble. I will rescue him and honor him with long life. I will satisfy him and show him my salvation. Amen. And so... This psalm is full of promise. Yes, it is. But it's it's full of instruction. And it's also exactly full of instruction (laughs) where not only do you see the God side, you see the man side. That's right. Our responsibility. You know, in fact, two times in there it says, because. Mm-hmm. You know, because, because I did this, because man did this, then God steps up and says, okay, you did this, now I'm going to do this. So we're going to start with one of those first things that you might say would be a condition. And you might say, well, I thought God's love's unconditional. It is. It is. It's available to everyone. <laughs> but how we grow that love mm-hmm. is up to us. Amen. I think it's interesting. You know, it's like the difference between... You know, you can have access to something, but you going and getting it is different. Mm -hmm. You know, we're talking about when we say conditions for us, we're talking about what we do to actually reach out Jesus Mm -hmm. when he taught us to pray. He said, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. So there was this conversation, there was this declaring aspect to actually grasp what God has made available. It's not made available, you don't earn it, mm-hmm. but you still have to work with, you know, the truth and the word and what's been given. And, you know, there's, it's worth talking about that there's a dynamic where authority is concerned. See, God gave authority in the earth to man. Yes, and that's why the enemy was able to get the authority because man gave it to him. Adam and Eve gave it to him in the garden. But Jesus came to get that authority back. And so something you were highlighting there, Sam, was, you know, the fact that, you know, God having knowledge of something doesn't mean he has permission. You know, you might be going to church, you know, and you're sliding down the road, going to take your chair and you look down and, you know, sometimes ladies have those big old purses, you know, big old bags. And so you look, you look down there and there's a big old wad of cash, you know, down in the bag. Well, you might have knowledge of that money, but it doesn't mean you have permission that makes sense and and let's just take that illustration a little bit further so someone actually takes that money from that bag and they give it to you Mm -hmm. you have the money it's in they've given that gift to you but you have to go spend it that's right you got to use it you got to use it amen so and to take that even further, if you're in relationship with the person that owns the purse, for example, if it was your mother, all you have to do is ask for it and you can get it yourself. Hey. But you have to ask. 
And that's earned because when you're three years old, you don't just dig around in your mom's purse. <laughs> Once you hit maybe 16 and yeah. you've had some maturity under your belt, you reaching in there is a little bit different yeah, depending asked. on what you're getting. Mm-hmm. This is like conversational Legos. Amen. It's like you just, well, let me take it one step. You know, this this metaphor can just keep going. <laughs> well, but the whole thing, what, what we're talking about is, you know, we do have some responsibility Mm -hmm. of how we develop. I mean, that's like the fruit of the spirit at salvation. They were given unto us. The seeds were planted in our heart, but that does not mean that somebody is patient. Mm -hmm. What what do you do with that fruit of the spirit? It's, it's in you. Mm -hmm. There's a seed there, but have you grown it? Have you developed it? Have you pruned it back and pruned it back and pruned it back until it's got good, healthy fruit on that on that tree that's right so we have to start with believing Believing. we have to believe in what god's done and we're going to of course in psalm 91 we're going to believe what he's promised and what he wants to do so go back to verse one we we of course talked about it last week that we stay in in that shelter shelter. that's right we live in the shelter of the most high we abide under the shadow but then verse two we want to kind of highlight here here. we go i will say say of the lord you are my refuge you are my fortress. You are my God. In so you I trust. what we say matters. Amen. It really does. <laughs> life, if, life, death. And death. They're what? In the power of the tongue. That's right. So we can have life. We can have death. We can be on God's side. Or we can be against God. Even Simply says, in our words. I set before you life and death, Uh-oh. blessing and cursing. Choose. You choose. And then he even gives us oh. a clue. <laughs> oh. Choose life. Oh. <laughs> I think it's interesting. That's, that's a choice. Mm-hmm. That's what's been given to us. And see, the devil is always going to want us to blame and defer our responsibility. Mm-hmm. That's what he did in the garden. How did man react? Well, there's the responsibility that Adam had for his family, for what happened, for his decisions. And what did he start doing? Well, number one, now it's not his fault, it's God's, because God, you gave me the woman, mm-hmm. you know? Well, the woman says, well, you know, thanks for throwing me under the bus. It was a serpent. It was the serpent that mm-hmm. deceived me, and so then finally it gets down to the, the serpent, The serpent, and what's serpent going to say? You know, he loses his legs, and he's cursed to crawl around on his stomach, but you think about that, that reaction, you know, that's blessing or cursing. You know, if something happens, if a situation comes, are we going to allow our faith to be connected to our responsibility because our faith is connected to our responsibility. When you see who God is when he reveals himself, there comes a responsibility. And that's where that faith, whenever you hear people talk about, well, I say this by faith or speak that forth mm-hmm. or release that from speak life, those things are connected to because that's a responsibility we have when we've, we've received the light. Mm-hmm. We then have to work with that. We're opening the door for God to get involved. We're opening the door to all the power that's behind that word. And and we have that even if you connect verse 1 back to what we talked about even in our last uh, podcast. He who dwells mm-hmm. in yeah. the shelter, in the secret place. So if we're abiding in him and he's abiding in us and we have intimacy with him and and and, and he has intimacy with us, 
we're handling what we're saying from a different place. We are. And, you know, it's a part of everyday life. Yes. Um, I want to highlight one scripture, um, and it's found in John chapter 11. And the setting here is Jesus uh, has been asked to come and pray for Lazarus, a very close family friend. And, of course, because of where he was, and he, he actually chose not to come right away, Lazarus ends up dying. And so you've probably heard the story. But So he shows up. You know, of course, there's a lot of uh, emotion. A lot of emotion. This is a heavily emotionally charged situation. He's dead. He's already passed. You know, the the family's trying they to say. They were friends. They were close, close friends. The family's trying to keep it together. And they's like, Lord, you know, if you'd have been here, he wouldn't have died. But, you know, even now, whatever you pray, I know God will give it you. And, and so, I mean, all this is going on. And so he goes and he stands before the, the tomb. And the very first part of his prayer is very, very enlightening. It's found in John 11, verse 40. Jesus said to her, this was Mary who said, you know, if whatever you ask, God will give you. He said, did I not say to you that if you would believe, you would see the glory Ooh. of God? Ooh. So they took away the stone from the place where the dead man was lying. And Jesus lifted up his voice and his eyes. And he said, Father, I thank you that you have heard me. And that I know you hear me always. Now, of course, when we're praying, we're intentionally speaking to him. But here's the thing. It's not just when we're speaking to him that he's listening. (laughs) So he's listening in the back closet. He's listening always. (laughs) Always. You're making account for every idle word. That's right. He, we are going to give an account. That's we recorded. Are. It's good, Dan. That's in Matthew chapter 12. Jesus said, you know, we're going to give an account for every idle word that we've spoken, whether it's life-giving or it's death. That's Does all- anybody know what, what what an idle word is? Inoperative and non-working. Okay. That's right. And so I think it's interesting, though, too. It's not just the words you speak, but it's the words you write. Mm-hmm. What you post, what you write down, <gasps> oh. those, those are also in the category. Because, Paul, I want to – Find the reference. Please look this up. I encourage you guys, get out your strong concordance. I don't have the time to say it right now <laughs> in this show, but there's an instance where Paul talks about catching the spirit of the words that I've written down. Mm-hmm. There's a verse at one at the end of one of his letters, he's talking about catching what is in me, what I've said through what I've written. Mm. And, you know, and then there's other times where he talks about look at the size of the letters by which I'm writing. So there was different inflection even in his writing that things were emphasized and communicated. So it's the same way. We communicate things idly mm-hmm. in our words, our texts, and our email. posts, our emails, whatever, passive aggressive, little <laughs> comments, whatever we feel. All caps. And we feel like it's anonymous. <laughs> oh. We don't have to worry about it. Well, I didn't say it under my name. Well, That's I've, responsible. Yeah. We're responsible. That's right. And unfortunately, in the world that we live in right now, there are major platforms that have now given everybody a platform. And we have to be wise. Mm-hmm. Life and death is in the power of the tongue. So when we're when we're even like you're saying, writing something, when we're speaking something, it is going to produce life or it's going to produce death. Yeah. Well, if you think about it, what's the most influential book? We're talking about it right now, the Bible. That's but right. But that's a book. That's written mm-hmm. word. But yeah. it still has just as much power mm-hmm. as the word and the voice of yeah, God, because yeah. this is God's voice 
written to us. Amen. It's a so, book full of his it's, thoughts. It's the same power there, and it's written word. So when you are typing something, it's the same thing. Mm-hmm. So here's yeah. another thing we're talking about, that God's always listening and things are always happening. Um, and so look here in Malachi chapter 3, or you can just listen, either one, Malachi three sixteen. It says, then those who feared the Lord spoke to one another, and the Lord listened. So they're not even talking to the Lord. They're just talking to each other. Yeah. So we're talking about, I will say of the Lord. Say of the Lord. What are we saying about the Lord? Not just when we're talking to him. What are we saying of the Lord when we're just talking to each other? That's good. And we're just talking, you know, in our situations. Because it says, the Lord is listening. And a book of remembrance is being written before him for those who fear the Lord, even those who meditate upon his name. So, God's paying attention to what we're saying, <laughs> and He's paying attention to what we're thinking and, and what, what we're, we're typing. He's <laughs> <laughs> got the trifecta going on there. I think it's powerful because this, again, this scripture in Psalms 91, as we kind of wrap up today's conversation, He who dwells in the shelter of the Most High will abide in the shadow of the Almighty. See, that habitation, when Christ has yeah. dwelt in us, He sent the Holy Spirit, excuse me, who dwells within us. When we've received that, and God has made his place, Jesus in John 17, I believe he talks about, Mm -hmm. I and you, or you and me, might be John. Is it John John 17? 17. In the prayer, he's talking about, if you obey my commandments, my Father and I will make our habitation, Mm -hmm. our dwelling place within you. There's this inhabitation process where God himself, Jesus, lives in us. So when it comes to speaking the right thing, speaking life and not Mm -hmm. death, I want you guys to know, listening, you know, you might think, I just heard this kind of in my spirit. Well, how? good luck. You know, how am I going to do that? That's a lot. Well, you're not bearing this alone. Jesus said, my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Amen. And we are yoked to Christ. So whether it's what we need to say, what we need to type, Mm -hmm. it's going to be easy. It's going to be light. It's going to be coming from the Father. It's going to come from the spirit of truth and wisdom. Trust that spirit that's in you. Mm -hmm. The Bible says that your spirit bears witness with the Holy Spirit, that you are sons and daughters, your children of the Most High of the Lord. John, 1 John talks about the Father who is spirit, and he talks about us who are children Mm -hmm. of light, the Father who is light. We are children of the light. So there's this cohabitation, this cooperation. God did not just leave us to our own devices. But when he sent his son, this very um, sober reality, we have been well equipped for. We have all the tools we need. We have all the mercy, which is new every morning we need. We have all the grace, by grace, through faith. You have been saved, so you've got this. Amen. You've got this. You got this. All you got to do is just do what love would do. <laughs> and that's right there is the origin of the agape advantage. <laughs> what love would, would do. do. Amen. The love advantage. Well, we just enjoyed this time together, and it just seemed like time just flies. It does when, when you're having fun. When you're having fun, and you're just talking about the the Word of God and just sharing the Lord with each other. And so we're just glad that you joined us here on today's podcast, the Family Mission Podcast. Hopefully you'll share it with your friends, and uh, we'd love to hear from you. Click the link below. There's an email That's address. Right. You can give us some feedbacks and prayer requests, testimonies, or something you'd like to talk about on a future episode. Thank you guys so much, and we'll see you guys next time on Family Mission.